The Social-Political Necessity of Black Criminality. Michael Lewis, The Culture of Inequality, said, I would maintain that some of those conditions which we facetly regard as problematic may nevertheless be necessary conditions in American life. Put another way, while these conditions may be troublesome, they certainly injure many people. Their existence is culturally mandated and they are intrinsically to the very essence of American society. Most commentators, experts, and non-experts who purport to explain that the vicissitude of criminality begins with the prior assumption that criminal behavior by definition and nature is antisocial. That is that criminals as deviant and the criminal activity they perpetuate in service to their own self-centered ends are determined to seriously derange the peace and orderly functioning of society to the grimmest harm to the life and liberty of everybody. Criminals and criminality together are seen as constituting an alien and malglement cancerous growth, invading, attacking, and eating away the vital substance and benign body politic. The unexamined assumption that criminality and criminals actively are intimate and substantive by the distant outlaw class of criminal personalities who are at war against the society of innocent, decent, and normal persons, while perjuring simple and direct is nonetheless disingenuous. Purported criminals, types or classes, degrees or levels of criminal activity, as well as the social strata or groups and individuals who perpetuate, aid, and abed criminal activities functionally vary across time and cultures. This pointedly indicated that criminals and criminalities, however, they may be measured or described as social cultural products. So pretty much what he's trying to say in this uh, couple paragraphs is that criminality and society, they are not mutually exclusive. Let me continue. They carry and express a social genetic inheritance and their societal progenerator. Crime and society are blood relatives. They are intimately and intrinsically related. Criminals' personalities, like all personalities, are to a significant degree socially created and defined. Their behavioral characters can only be manifested within a social context. They therefore cannot stand outside social times, places, and circumstance. When a society collectively looks into the faces of its own criminals, it looks in a mirror and sees a reflection of its own likeness. As the nature of societies change, so does the nature of their criminality and their behavioral personalities of their criminals constitutes. Neither criminality nor criminals' personalities can exist in the absence of society. Criminality as Social Symptoms Criminality may be perceived as a psychological symptom of a society, not unlike an obsessive compulsion may be considered a psychological symptom of an individual. It may furthermore be perceived in a classic Freudian sense as a maladjustment compromise between two or more conflicting forces within a social and society have not yet completely integrated. 
Criminality as a societal symptom represents a compromise between forces and needs in opposition. Forces repressive and repressed, defensive and offensive, oppressive and oppressed, both seeking overt expression and satisfaction. Criminality as a symptom and cognitive and societal imbalances of eternal psychological incompatibilities of mutual exclusives inflation and deflation of social needs being denied and distorted symptomatic criminality while reflective of the societal whole is incarnated and actually in the minds and bodies of its individuals and group constituents it is emblematic of the societal malallocation of power and energy of resources, of societal hypocrisy, of, of a societal refusal to know itself and be true to its reality and possibilities. Criminality as symptoms is inherently two-faced. It is both conservative and disruptive, enthrowing and overthrowing. It serves two masters. It is a double agent, both serving and portraying. Psychoanalytically speaking, criminality as a societal neurotic symptom does not necessarily affect all segments of society in the same way. For some, are gains. For some, there are gains, both primary and secondary. And for those others are lost. For some, there are gains, both primary and secondary, and for others are losses. The criminal activity of one or more segment of society may be used by other segments to achieve identity, dominance, wealth, and prestige. These dominant societal segments, classes, and groups are often born and bred of a process of repression, impoverishment, of the alienated criminal segment or constituents in their societal domain. Addicted to the advantages derived from the oppression of the alienated groups, the dominated groups come to depend, whether consciously or unconsciously acknowledged, on such repressive processes as necessary to their continually relative peaceful and profitable existence. Their dominance and advantages more often than not rest on a deprivation, rest on the deprivational subordination of the other societal elements. The primary gain achieved by the dominant class of a society through its repression, denial, distortion, deprivation, and provocation to self-destructive anger is repressed elements is the creation and enjoyment of a relatively conflict-free, anxiety-free, guilt-free, secure existence buttressed but a tenuous autonomy and control of its environment. Secondary gains may include apparent self-preservation, avoidance of responsibility for the state of its repressed elements, material advantages, attention and respect, increased control and influence over other people and the environment as well as enhancements of itself and social image.
it is the greater glory of the ruling classes that dominant class of classes regulator of a societal economy center of societal consciousness and self-consciousness producer and protector of the societal self and public image guardian and keeper of the self-serving peace law and order that a societal symptom such as criminality is erected as an altar upon which the repressed classes are ritualistically sacrificed. But the dominant class does not engage in this ritual with a bold-faced cynical consciousness, for to do so would provoke even in such class self-righteousness feelings, self-condemnation, and fear of justifiable punishment. In order to escape by its own bad conscience and escape the need to atone for its repression and disposition of its repressed subordinate classes, the egocentric ruling class must through defensive the egocentric ruling class must through defensive self-deception and distorting lies deny its culpable in responsibility for sacrificing its own self self-subordinate classes or groups. The egocentric ruling class must, through defensive, self-deceptive, and distorting lies, deny its culpability and responsibility for sacrificing its own same subordinate classes or groups. Personality and Culture Like personality, society or culture can be said to possess a modal character or identity and correlated behavioral orientation. Society may also be said to possess a collective consciousness, self-image, and worldview. Society may usefully schematize or consistently of any number of dynamically interacting social economic group classes, classes or social status divisions, a society's effect on its environment, its behavioral style, standing and prestige, its self-image, degree and eternal integration, harmony, equilibrium, and integrity and integrity are functions of the dynamic nature and character of its of its own constituents intergroup relations, its geophysical, historical, cultural, and, and other circumstances. In sum, the model character of society may be said to be a manifestation of its interactive outcome of its intergroup complexes and its interactive relations with external sources. The nature and character of its interaction between its constituent groups or classes determines to be measurable extent the nature of its social symptoms such as criminality. Applying somewhat simplistically that psychoanalytical models of personality social processes, we contend that societies may be usefully perceived as possessing societal groups or class egos complexes and that these group complexes interact dynamically. The societal ruling and or influential groups 
which may be construed to represent its social and societal ego complex, along with their collective perception and behavior styles dominate that may be called societal personalities. That is, society may be perceived as possessing a central group ego complex comprised of its dominant and most influential groups amongst other groups' complexes which it or they influentially interacts. The central society ego group complex invents a collective consciousness, self-consciousness, and self-image which it seeks to present as its exclusive and legitimate projection of the societal personality. The central societal ego group complex, like the individual ego complex, is motivated by self-preserving defensive security, desire for social status, power, material comfort, and pleasure. Generally, the central group societal complex seeks to regulate and maintain its interaction with the other group complexes so as to derive the greatest quantity and highest quality of benefits from for itself. Society symptoms such as criminality, its type and distribution may be reflect uh, may reflect the outcome of the central group complexes attempt to gain and or maintain social economic advantages over other societal groups which are derived as such advantages. To reiterate, the societal central complex may be roughly identified as the society ruling managing classes and other influential groups. In the United States of America, the central societal ego complex is represented by the white American ruling and middle class and related white groups. These classes and groups generally seek to determine and govern the character and behavior of the societal whole in such ways as to maintain and hence and enhance their wealth, power, and dominance. The activities, resources, powers, and perceptions of the subordinate group and complex and less influential social groups are regulated and exploited by the white American communities in ways that legitimizes and strengthens that ruling complex's dominant position. The subordinate group ego complex refers to as the African American community and related low status groups. As far as the white American community is concerned, the African American community and related groups functions to support and service its dominance. The white American legislates, enforces, and re reinforces the role, function, and behavior boundaries of the African American community in coordinates with the dominance need. By these means, the place of an African American community relative to the white American community is legitimized.